What is up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Destroying Depression podcast. As always, I am your host, Jake Danielson. We are back with another episode of the Trials to Triumph podcast. I feel like I got to stop saying both at some point and figure out a way to only say one, but I haven't done it yet. So we're back with the Destroying Depression Trials to Triumph version of the podcast where we talk to amazing people about their stories and how they use their difficulties and created amazing tri triumphs out of it. So today I'm here with my good friend, Tai Lung. He is one of one, that is for sure. <laughs> he is. What is your role? I can't think of it. I don't want to call you a professor again. So, well, I'm an adjunct instructor, okay. so you know, like a, so basically, he, he teaches at the University of South Dakota in Sioux Falls, mm -hmm. and he does a hundred other things too. He's also a motorcycle instructor, yeah. safety instructor. Yeah, motorcycle safety. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the board for Disrupt HR. I uh, I'm the chapter advisor for Lost and Found chapter in Sioux Falls as well. Um, yeah, I just I, I I have a tendency. I'm in LOT, so I actually I co-host the LOT podcast. So we call it Collective Curiosity, um, and it's basically for LOT about LOT people, for leaders of tomorrow people. So it's like kind of an internal deal. So do some of that. Um, yeah, I'm just a jack of all trades, master of none. That is that is so true. <laughs> and <laughs> if you haven't check out their podcast, especially if you're in the Sioux Falls area. Um, their podcast is wonderful. I was on it once, so biasly, you should listen to mine. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> you, should, but, uh, you should link your episode into the in the show notes. Oh, and, the, <laughs> I'll, I'll not even throw in like, the whole thing, just only mine. And, yeah, absolutely. That's fine. That's absolutely but yeah, fine. But yeah, no, they've had some wonderful guests on there, and their podcast was a blast to be on, and it's a really good time. So um if after I will I will link it I will link the podcast I won't link just mine I'll link the no, podcast no, absolutely as a whole. just do your episode because I'm guessing your listeners would think it'd be fun to see you in the hot yeah, seat you know me. what I mean okay yeah okay so yeah I'll <laughs> link mine because Ty told me to <laughs> so yeah go check out their podcast after this the link will be in the bio and yeah man but I appreciate you coming on today you are a jack of all trades you know you kind of flow with the wind as we talk about you know and and let things kind of come to you but as we both know as we talked about um life wasn't always that way you know can you go back to to your younger days you know and, and feeling like you had to be this perfect person and all of these things and and how that didn't play out the way you you probably thought it would yeah yeah you know um i can think back so Back in like middle school, elementary school, like very, very young, um, I, I started to realize that uh, who I was wasn't, I think, good enough, right? Or I felt that who I was wasn't good enough or who I was wasn't what people wanted me to be, especially my, my parents, my family. So I'm the, I'm the youngest of three brothers. I have two older brothers and they're both, they're both like about a year older than me. Right. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Um, the three of us. And, um, I can remember being in like third grade. Uh, actually I can remember being in kindergarten, honestly. And like, you know, I'd get picked on or something would happen on the, uh, on the, on the playground or even just like sitting there coloring with your crayons doing the work and like 
I just remember the teachers would come down, they'd slam their hands on the desk and be like, hey, you know, you either need to do that or you need to do this. And it was just like a realization that I was doing something wrong. And I, frankly, I can't even remember what it was that I was doing wrong. I just remember that feeling of what you're doing now isn't right and you better ship up. Um, or ship out kind of thing. Like, you better get your shit together. Um, and then that, that kind of translated even later in life, like third grade, you know, I, was, I had parent-teacher conferences and teachers bringing my parents in to be like, your son has, everybody with ADHD is going to recognize this one, but your son has a lot of potential. He's a lot of potential. He's very smart or capable and all these things, but like, he can't sit still or he doesn't get his work done or he can't focus. Like, he's a distraction so it's like um and right about that age that elementary even middle school age is when my rebelliousness started to just go up and up and up um where i i started realizing like i wasn't what others wanted me to be i wasn't what society wanted me to be um and i didn't and i resented them for it and so I started to rebel. I spent, I probably spent more time in in-school suspension than, I think I hold the record probably in my, <laughs> like it, it sure feels like it, you know, cause like anybody who's ever sat in in-school suspension before, like for me, it was seriously, it was like isolation. Cause the room, this was for an elementary school kid. The room was small enough for me to put my hands on both walls and like touch them. And I wasn't a very oh, yeah. big elementary school kid. And then it was just a, it was a tiny room and I it was just a square room with a desk in it and then there was a tiny window in there and i can remember this clear as day there was a tiny window in there with a curtain like shades on the other side that was directly to the principal's office right in middle school the iss room was the boiler room so you were in there with like all the heaters and boilers for the school yeah. and you just had one desk same thing a little window with a curtain into the principal's office so they could keep an eye on you and i spent so much time in those rooms that I had my name etched into the, the room. And yeah. they don't give you like a pocket knife to do that or anything. I did that with a pen. So I had so much time that I was just sitting there rubbing the same line over and over and over and over again until eventually my name was etched. My, like, Tylen Vong, the whole thing, right? All into this because I spent so much time in there. Um, and I had so much time to just sit in there and do yeah. nothing. And it was probably terrible for my psychological health oh, for sure. to put a kid in isolation. Um, but yeah, that was that's kind of the farthest back I can remember making kind of some of those realizations. And it, and it translated pretty heavy into my high school where instead of being, you know, sociable and likable, I liked when people liked me and I liked, you know, that like, you know, trying to be fun and humorous and things, but like in high school and then, in that area, I was a, I was like an asshole because I, I just, I gave no shits and I also like kind of leaned towards people don't have to like me. Yeah. Like I'm going to just get the, I'm just going to get the grades I need to get by. So I got like B's and C's like just enough to keep my parents off my ass, the occasional A here and there. And then like, I was the crazy kid. So I just sat there headphones on back of the room, leaned back on my desk, staring blankly, like just cause I spent so much time in ISS. So maybe this was just my ISS mind, <laughs> but I would sit there with headphones on staring at the ceiling like waiting for the bell to ring and then I would get up and like go somewhere else and like didn't talk to anybody 
didn't really say anything unless they were already my friends, you know. And then, uh, yeah, that was that was kind of where that's like the farthest back I can think of when when I started running into that problem of I am not I'm not who I'm supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel that too. I think I think I first felt that like in my like like I noticed it, I guess, in like my early twenties, you know. And that's when I was like real suicide. That's when I almost like when I first I don't say almost I did attempt, but um you know like attempted the first time is because I'm like I'm not something's wrong with me. I'm not who I want to be. There's something not right. Like all the I have all these issues that like I probably had the same stuff going on in school, but like I just never ever realized it. And then it all came up way later, you know, when when it was I don't want to say too late because I'm still here, but you know what I'm saying when it felt like help wasn't an option, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, so it was so difficult to be in that space as an adult and feel like, you know, I don't belong or like no one would understand what I'm going through. Like I've never been the real me, like all these different kind of, of issues because, you know, you spend so long, like you said, just doing what you feel like you have to do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. when it's time to be an adult and time to like finally be yourself, you're like, can I even do that? Like, am I even, allowed to do that or like for me i was like who am i even like who, yeah. like yeah. who am i like where am i supposed to go how do i even find myself like i've been this person this fake person for so long how do i begin to to find who i really am you know so mm-hmm. i would love to hear from you you know as you got older how did you begin to find your true self and that's that's an excellent question because i've it's something i'm still constantly working on um i'm recently uncovering this rebellious side of me because you know so i went through probably my like my suicidal ideation my darkest times my my time on the roof you know like ready to just be done like that was probably like sixth grade for me that was you know 11 12 years old like i wasn't wasn't very old but you, you know you just you reach that point of like you you don't you don't have anybody to talk to and you don't have, you don't feel like you belong. And so you just like, well, if I don't belong anywhere, then I don't belong here. Right. Like, so you kind of get to that point. Um, and fortunately for me, right. Like something in me burned just bright enough to like, you know, keep, keep pushing. Right. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about this. It was just this little voice in my head that was like, let's see what's tomorrow like yeah if tomorrow sucks we can just we can fucking end it tomorrow you know instead and i think that was that tipping point for me from being like this like rambunctious energetic kid um that's like trying really really hard but failing and emotionally volatile and like crying at night and all these things to like kind of this hard ass, right? Like I think that was when the shift happened for me. Yeah. Is then I started becoming this like stoic motherfucker where I would just listen to like angry, angsty music um, and, you know, like Linkin Park and like Three Days Grace and like all those kind of dark band, like darker, but like, you know, more angry rock bands at the time. And then I just like adapted this like, callousness around who I am um as I've been getting older right as I as I've kind of gotten older and worked through life like 
I realized that there were just multiple aspects of me. And this is hindsight now, you know, as I'm reflecting on these things. But like, I realized there's these aspects of me, like when I was when I would go to work, I was fun. I was carefree. You know, I was like, hey, we're here to do a thing and let's get the job done. Like ties here. It's going to be a good time. Um, but like when I was at school, it was yeah. like, shut down. I don't give a shit. And like college was so weird for me because it was like kind of a little bit of both melding together. Um, so as as uh, the discovery of the real tie has been actually has been something that's fairly recent because like I'm realizing I've had so many of these personas that I've built, like I've created professional Ty, who is like calm and rational and studied psychology and got his master's and like understands how the brain operates and how psychology works. And I did all of that to compensate for the fact that it was just like I didn't understand what was going on emotionally within me. Um, like at about 26, 27, um, I decided like I was at another low point in my life. I was feeling really like I don't know what the, what the hell I'm doing. And I'm in my mid, mid to late 20s now. Like what the hell, man? You're in your mid to late 20s and you still don't like you still don't have a grasp. Everybody yeah. else seems to be figuring it out. Right. And at that point, I started rereading psychology for me to like help me understand what's going on with me and that's that's when this rational tie was created this like calm um smart educated i mean shit i've got a book on physiological psychology sitting right here on my desk you know like half the books on my desk right now are all like psychology in your life uh statistical methods of psychology adult development and aging i got a stack of books over there about psycho neuroimmunology like this rational tie got created to try and understand how my own brain works because i was trying to tease in what it meant to be the true tie um and and just recently like i've i've been people have been challenging me to be like like, what is Ty like in this setting, in this setting? Because people started to realize, like, you're seeing different aspects of me, right? Um, and, like, even when I do my journaling, and this is what's really helped me kind of to yeah. do some of this, but when I've been doing these this journaling, I started realizing that, like, very, very quickly, my journaling was either very, like, very emotional or very rational. And I would sit and I would, like, rationally try and like keep myself calm or like i'd be scribbling and like writing things emotionally um and i was like what's going on here so then i started um and i think i talked about talked to you about this as well but like i started just having conversations with myself yeah so in my journals it's like you know i feel i feel scared you know and it's like okay well why do you feel scared and i was like i'm scared that i'm not good enough or i'm scared that you know, others, others won't love me for who I am. I'm scared. And one of them was like, I'm scared to let you out. And I was like, who's you, right? What, who are we talking about here? Yeah. And the, the you I was talking about within myself is this like impulsive, like high energy, like emotion. And I've been repressing my own emotion, um, which isn't healthy. Uh, but like this is all part of this this journey of discovery for me. So like now, very recently, actually just like a couple weeks ago, I started like retapping into the bro tie, you know, like yeah, the yeah. you know, the guy who like drinks a couple beers, he don't give a shit. Like he's feeling good, you know what I mean? Like that like cocky confident tie that like 
permeated my drunken college years and my early 20s, you know, I'm tapping into him again and being like, all right, now where did you come from? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. why did I create you? What are what are going to be some benefits I can pull? Like, where can I keep some of that confidence and some of that, like, self-assuredness um, and base it off of something real now, like something something core within me? And where can I let go of this, like, young arrogance and this, like, um, this actually, like, anger-driven aspect of things where can i like let some of that go or find like find out where that came from because like i said man all of these that guy you know that i created that that angry that stoic that all these things even the rational one i'm creating all of these personas to deal with something i was dealing with at the time of like not feeling like I knew what I was doing or not feeling like I fit in or not feeling like I belonged. And so I was like, well, then I will I will fight tooth and nail to be something that I feel like people want me to be. And so then the rest of my life now has just been, well, I mean, again, my life will continue to be, and I know it, just this like reflection on, okay, how does this all fit within who I am? Yeah. What what part of this is really me? Um yeah. and um so tips 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 for you, tips for listeners. Um it's it's easier said than done. It's easy oh, to sure. be yeah. It's for easy sure. to be like, Oh yeah, just like you are like find the core of you and your values and then you're just that's you and then all of these things you built around it were to like protect those values or whatever. But then for me it was like but I don't even know what those values are, right? Like I don't know what it is to be me. So, um, so some advice I've I've given people, um, as well as like have been working on myself, was look for the through lines, right? Look for the things that have been consistent, right? Like list out every job you've held or everything you volunteered for, and it's you know it's a task. It, it takes time. Yeah. But list yeah. out all these things you've done in your life, and then ask yourself, okay. What was I hoping to get out of this, right? This thing that I did. What was I hoping to get out of this thing that I did? What was I, you know, and then just like list out some things that you were like, oh, I was hoping to spend some more time with friends or, or it's like, oh, well, I had the crush on this one girl or one guy or whatever. And I wanted to spend time doing, like, spend time with them. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? That means you were looking for connection or you were looking for, you know, like a relationship. You were looking for these things. So then you start to like, once you kind of listed all those out, you start to see these through lines. And what I noticed as my through lines were like, I... I live for those aha moments. I live for like learning something new, trying something new and helping people to like find and realize some of this, this newness in them. I, I don't live in the past, right? Because I fucking hated my past. So it's obvious that I just like don't want to right? like, yeah, that's done. So then my kind of my through lines are, you know what? The past is the past. You know, like the things I've done have all been about, like, how do we shake things up? How do we try something new? How do we break free? How do we take control? How do we, you know, how do we, how do we live our lives intentionally with purpose, with all these things? You know, where does this all come from? And then how do we, how do we teach and help others to do that as well? And that's how I ended up in this realm of psychology, teaching, um, disrupting, disrupt HR, right? Like that's, that's kind of how, 
working with the team member networks and things when I worked at Wells Fargo, DE&I work, right? Like all of these things have that through line of how can we learn and how can we make things better? Um, because we all know sometimes life comes from suck. And we all know that we're all going to find suck. Even if our lives are great, even if we have millions of dollars and everything's fantastic, there's going to be points of suck, right? So then how can we, how can we work to, to grow ourselves, to educate ourselves, to be prepared for those sucks, and to help others through those sucks? And that's kind of been my through line. Yeah, man. I think that's a dope you talking about that because I think that's where, like, I, find, I found myself too, you know? I was in the space of like self-hatred and like, why am I even here? And what am I even good at? And you know what I'm saying? And life is not at all what I want it to be, but I also don't know what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, but, right. but then when I realized I wanted to help others and then I realized in order to help others, I have to help myself because that's the best way to help others is like when life felt like, you know, it turned around for me. You know what I mean? So it's cool to hear you kind of say the same thing of like finding yourself and growing in terms of helping others, because that was the, that was my biggest catalyst and, you know, wanting to even be better at first. And now I want to be better for me now. But at first I was like, I only want to be better because I want to help people. But Mm -hmm. that was enough at that point, you know, to at least put me on the journey, you know, to get into leaders of tomorrow and, you know, be around, good people and try to be a better version right. of myself is because I was like, if I do want to help people, I know I have to be, I can't do it from a place of self-hatred and all these right. terrible things. But now like looking back now, I just want to help, help me for me, you know, and right. I want to grow for me and I want to do amazing things for me. And so it's just proof of when you can find something that you do care about mm-hmm. and love, then that love for yourself, you know, kind of starts to play a role, you know? And so, Speaking of self-love, I've said this the last time we tried to record this, but I just love your perspective on this. Um, you've talked about this before with me, and it really changed the way I look at it. Um, so when I was struggling and I you know I was saying I don't like myself and all these different things, you told me, you know, you have to at least life, like yourself a little bit, right? And I was like, no. And you're like, well, you take care of yourself and you go to the gym, you know, and you're trying to do better and you're working on all these things. And you're like, if you don't at least like yourself, why would you do any of that? You know what I mean? And I, that really like changed my whole perspective on self-love. And I really started to, you know, like, like just, just thinking about that made me like myself more after that day, because I was like, man, like, he's right. You know, I've. I am trying to do all these things. I'm not perfect at it. And I have all these negative feelings and emotions, but I I am trying to take care of myself and trying to be better and do all these things. So I must, at least, even if I don't believe it, like myself kind of, you know, so yeah. I would love to hear, you know, your perspective on, on self-love and, you know, how loving yourself isn't always saying, you know, like, I love me, you know what I'm saying? But it's sometimes it's just taking care of yourself. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, it was just, I'm I'm going to be candid with you, man. It's not like something that I like, I, I've been a Zen Buddha about all this self-love belief this whole time. You know, it's not like this has been something that I've been like harboring since college. Like, no, when I was talking to you about that in that moment, we were sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings, like 
having that conversation. Like this was this was stuff like I was just thinking of. Like these are things that I am reflecting on as well because I too have a lot of that. Like, am I good enough? Like, am I am I doing am I doing the best for you for me? Like, you know, am am I worth it? Um, and fortunately rational tie the tie that i've created to help me understand these things has has come to a point now where he's like yeah you are right like because otherwise this doesn't make sense because so in for context for you right i was going through that divorce you know and like going through a divorce was insanely hard because i made this lifelong commitment to this person and now i have to like i have to break that promise um to 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 go through life through thickness and thin through happiness and and health and 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 hell even you know like all those things and i'm i'm like i'm i'm stepping away from that and it was a, it was a kick to me because it like it hurt my pride it hurt my honor it hurt it hurt all my principles and everything i stood for it hurt it hurt me believing that i could be that love for others that yeah. i felt like i never had that like unconditional love you know but like what I was realizing was I was I wasn't setting the proper boundaries, right? Like I wasn't loving myself as much as I was loving others, right? And this comes to this comes to what we just talked about, you know, like sometimes showing love for others can give you enough to kind of keep you rolling, to like be a catalyst to move you in this direction. Um, but at the same time, if you give like if your if your entire purpose is to give love to others and not love yourself, then you're gonna run into that issue of like burning yourself out or like you know um kind of overstepping your own boundaries to give more than you have um and that's gonna it be a more hurtful thing for you and for everyone and I know think three d l o t they say a better you is better for everyone, but there's truth to that right no, like for you sure. can't fill. You can't fill others' buckets unless yours is full kind of deal. Um, so I was I was reflecting a lot on that self-love because I was realizing that I was giving love to others more than I was, like, loving myself. And I was having those reflections on, like, you know, do I care about myself? And rationally, I was like, yeah, I do. I do care about myself. Like, I do give a shit. And it's like, so then why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I, why am I torturing myself with, with all of this? Because it was like, and this, again, this was a long time coming. Like, um, I would, I would go on runs and I use the Nike run club app. And there was this coach, coach Bennett. You can probably still find him on Twitter slash X, um, given advice or whatever. And he would say things like, oh yeah, when you're running, you got to coach yourself as if you were coaching someone else. So like when I would go for a run and I'd be running with someone else, you know, I'd be like, Hey man, we don't need to run fast. Let's breathe. Let's do this. Whenever I would run by myself, it was like, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like, fuck me, fuck this body. Like we're pushing it to the brink. You know what I mean? And it was like, why was I doing that? I don't know. Um, but that coach in my ear was reminding me of that. And so all of these things kind of culminating started making me realize that it's like, I am treating others better than I'm treating myself. Why? And it's like, because I like others better than I like myself. And I was like, but why though, right? Because like, clearly there's something in me that gives a crap about other people, right? And that's a good, th that's something to be respected, right? Sure. And so I, I care about myself. I care about this aspect of myself of caring about other people. And so I was like, so then it started like creating a cycle of like, 
so that I care about myself, right? So yeah. Like that, yeah. You know, because if you love yourself enough to like be doing these things, right? Or so if you if you love doing these things and like are taking care of yourself, going to the gym, like you know, it's like you're doing this. You're you're doing it because it comes from a place of you do care about yourself enough, right? To then be able to put that out there and it's it's the same with like helping others right like when you start helping others you realize you you realize and you should realize that like when you're helping others clearly you have something to give right like you have good advice to give or you have just some heart some some emotion like an ear to listen because sometimes that's all people need is an ear to listen and you have something to give and if you have something to give Right? You have there's there's just truth to the value there. Like you are a person with something to give, with love to give, therefore, right, you have value. And having value is like what makes you feel good. And and so what I've been teasing apart recently is like I can have value without works. Right? And that's that's a little bit more of a all right, how am I working through this rationally? How's rational tie? Because that's kind of more of a faith thing. Like I just, yeah. I just believe I have value regardless mm-hmm. to how works goes. But it's, it's coming, it's coming as time is going, and the more time I'm spending, like reflecting on, I'm like, I do, I have a value, whether or not I use that value or deploy that value on other people. It's like I have the, I have the potential value, and it, not to go really dorky, but it makes me think of physics. Right? Oh, yeah. Like there's there's kinetic energy and potential energy. And like we all have potential energy. You know? And and this maybe this is just all my teachers that were reminding me this when I grew up, but <laughs> he's got so much potential. Um but we've got that potential energy and that potential energy has value, right? Um, in and of itself. Uh whether or not we're kinetically using that energy, whether or not we're you know, moving the pen if we're thinking about physics, yeah. Or uh, whether or not you know we're we're out in the community speaking, teaching, you know, doing those things. It doesn't matter. What matters is we have that potential energy within us, and that is valuable. So yeah, man. I love the way you say that. Like, it's just it's so like you're right. Like realizing you have value, whether like. You're using it, whether it feels like it's being used to its full potential, like it's still there. You're still valuable, even if you're not doing the most amazing thing on earth. Like it's still there. It's still in you. You're still loving and caring and have all these great qualities. And then as you grow and accept that, that's when you can start to kinetically use it and like use it in ways, whether it's small things or big things. But as we both know, you know, you can do something amazing and change a thousand people's lives or you could do something for one little person and change their life forever but either way it's the same i think the impact's the same regardless you know mm-hmm. we need people who are big change agents and we need someone to just care about one person you know and make a change in one person's life so i think it's also powerful to know like for the listeners like if you're not changing every single person's lives or you don't have this crazy big dream that to do something super powerful or make a zillion dollars and give it all back and all you want to do is live a nice little life but in that little life you want to care about the people that you're around and make impact like that's the same thing you know it's 
impact is impact, you know, and how you use your gifts, you know, and your energy is, is just as powerful as anyone who uses it to do these big, huge, grand gestures. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, Can I share a story kind of about that? Yeah, of course. Just a really short story. So yeah. I was in high school. This was probably peak tie, don't give a shit attitude, you know? Um, and I was sitting at a football game. It was a Friday night football game, and I would just go with my buddies, and we'd screw around. We weren't really watching the game, but um, I ended up sitting next to some gal who was a couple years younger than me. I didn't even know her name, um, but she looked really sad. And, like, the core in me that I've already talked about of, like, you know, all I want is to just make people feel like they're not alone and that there's a place for them, um, even when they're sad, um, that they have value, that they're loved. Uh, but that was already there in high school because when I saw this girl when she was sad, I was like, I tried to just make her smile. You know, I was like talking to her. I was like, oh yeah, no, I was making like random jokes. I don't even remember yeah. what I said, but I do remember she like laughed a couple of times through the tears. Okay. And then, and then that was kind of history. And I walked away thinking nothing of it. You know, like somebody seemed sad. I tried to make them smile. And like, I was definitely not the person people would have expected that to come from in yeah, high school. You for know? Sure. Um, but then years later, like years later, I'm probably 25, 26 now. So we're probably 10 years down the road. Um, I'm at a bar and I'm talking to, you know, a friend of mine. Um, I, it was my cousin. I was talking to him and he was hanging out with this girl and she looked familiar. I was like, oh yeah, you look familiar. She's like, oh yeah, we went to high school together. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like, I'll never forget you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, we were at a football game one time and I was really sad because a friend of mine had just died in a car accident and I was crying in the bleachers. I wasn't enjoying the game. And like, you made me laugh. You were the first person to make me laugh in like a week. And she's like, I was just so sad. And you just like made me laugh. And she's like, I, I appreciate you for that so much. And I'll never forget that. And like at that moment, it like stabbed me. Like I felt it in my heart. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and like it, it, I don't know if it changed your life, but it was something. It made an impact. Mm -hmm. And like like you were saying, you know, like we get we get kind of trapped into this idea that everything we do has to be this grand thing that like changes the world or impacts hundreds of people. I mean, even me as a teacher, when I we speak to a lecture hall. I'm like, I'm talking to five to 10 people. And I often forget about the trees in the forest. Um, you know, and so then what really matters is if you're impacting one or two or three people, right? Or even if you're just impacting one person's life, like you've changed the world. You absolutely have. If you've been a positive force in a person's life, you've changed the world because you've changed their day. It's, I have another book in my backpack. It's, it's called Chaos Theory. It's chaos is what it's called, but it's the idea of like a butterfly flapping its wings in Texas causes a tornado in Oklahoma, you know? And it's jokes about weather, weather and things like that. But like our system of life and social life and, and everyday life is just infinitely complex. It's so complex that whether or not I drop a pen right now on the ground and then pick it up could potentially change what I do this afternoon, right? Because of just how things happen. And so 
when we make even these small impacts on someone's life, um, make them smile for the first time, or connect with them and make them realize they've got a little bit of self-love in there, right? If they can change the world because you just changed the world. Yeah, man. I love the way you say that. And, you know, like a big thing for me, too, is like, obviously, big grand gestures and like doing big things are powerful. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think the things personally that I remember most are like the little things that people did for me. You know, I can remember one of my good friends last year. I was struggling. I, you know me, I don't really tell any, I don't, I don't do a great job about opening up while I'm struggling. I do a better job of afterwards, you know, or I'll be like, I'm struggling. <laughs> and then, but you want to talk about it? I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, until like, and then like, as I like get better, then I'll start to talk about it. But, um, I'm, I was, I'm yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I was like, but I was like struggling. I wasn't really reaching out and, one morning I woke up, I got a call, I didn't answer it, you know, and, and I'll never forget it because it was my friend and she called me and she said, hey, I just want to remind you that you're the effing CEO of the weekend movement and I care about you so much and I'm so proud of you and I, for real, I was just like, like, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life because it was a voicemail, it really, truly, like, I've had people, see, like, she, she says it to me almost every time I see her in person, but like in that moment, it was like the thing I needed most. And I still, it's the only voicemail I have on my phone. <laughs> like I don't have any other voicemails, but like that had like such an impact on me when I was in such a rough place. And I like was back in the space of like, I'm not good enough. Like I have no reason of being here. Everything I've done, even the impact, like, isn't worth it. Like it's not enough. All these like feelings that were going through my head, like that small reminder that like, no, like I am enough. Someone does care about me and think I'm special. Like, I'm not acting like I've forgotten big grand things that people have done for me either, you know, but that's one thing like that I, I always think about. And it was, it was the smallest thing ever. All she did was call me one morning and I didn't answer and she could have left it at that. But, um, but she didn't, she went the extra mile, you know, and told me, reminded me that, you know, I'm cared for and, and loved. I don't know if she yeah, listens man. to the podcast, but if she does, she'll know who it is. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, but like, yeah. yeah, it has had like such a lasting impact. Like, like I say, like that was over a year ago, and I still like, like that was the first thing that came to my head when he talked about that. You know, is is because it had such a big impact on me when I was in such a bad place of like someone taking just ten extra seconds, you know, to do something because they cared. That that was all it was. You know, is is because they cared, and you know, yeah. I think. That's how we really, truly, you know, have great connections and bonds. And like, you know, the same with you. Um, you're one of my real good friends just because I know you care. You know what I mean? And and you've been there for me. And, you know, you've you've always had good conversations with me. And it's been nothing more than that. You know, I've never, you haven't done anything like grand gestures. Like, you've done great things for me. I'm not saying that. But, like, it's not like you've done anything, this huge grand thing. Yeah. But um, I am forever grateful for you because... You know, we've just had great conversations together and been someone, you know, I can be like, hey, man, you want to go get breakfast this morning? And you're like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, let's do it. And then, you know, just have a good conversation about life. So, yeah. you know, I just want to throw that out there for anyone that's listening, you know, is the smallest gesture. You might think it's nothing. You might think like, oh, like I didn't even try like it was. But like that small thing that you did might impact someone for the rest of their life, you know, like you said, it may not change it, it may not, you know, do anything crazy, but it, it could be something that creates a lasting impact on someone forever. And even though it only took you a couple seconds or felt like it was nothing to you, you know, 
um, it can be everything to someone else. So, you know, I wanted to throw my own story out there since we're telling some stories. But to finish up, you know, I asked this question because I've asked you before. Um, but for right now, when you wake up tomorrow, what is it that keeps you going when you think about, you know, continuing to go just tomorrow, you know, not, not years down the road, but when you think about getting up tomorrow, what is the first thing that pops in your head that keeps you going? Funny. The first thing that popped into my head this morning was like, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Seriously. No, that's like, for real. No, that's, I get that too. I'd be like, some days I just wake up and like, oh, do the thing. You gotta do the thing. Absolutely. And that was this morning, man. It was this morning because like I even went to bed early because I was like, I'm going to hit the gym and do yoga this morning. And that alarm went off. And like it was it was a mini crisis this morning of like, no, I should just sleep. I, you know, sleep is valuable. Just sleep. And then I'm like, but I'm always so tired. Like I could just sleep all the time. And like that's a, you know, that's a sign of something. But yeah. I'm like, you know, I'll figure that out <laughs> as I go along. Um, but it's like I woke up this morning and I was like, OK, here we go. Right. And then and that's where like good habits and discipline can really help especially when you're you know a little like when when life is throwing things at you um keep on those good habits um keep on that discipline um so that's that 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 helped me this morning but like when it comes to what keeps me grinding you know what keeps me trying what keeps me going um i mean i, I i've i've been able to be more succinct about that just because of the conversations i've had um, around it, but it, I think it really does boil down to those aha moments. It really does. Those, those very rare moments in life. It, it keeps me constantly learning, man. Like I said, I, I've got, I'm, I'm a dork, you know, hold on. I've got like, I have fucking three book, four, I have four books in my backpack right now. Like, and and it's the ADHD in me. I read like a couple of this one, a couple of that one, you know. And then I even have yeah. a, a book on my phone that I'm like reading through. But like, it's like I'm searching. I I'm I'm on a never-ending quest to like learn something or grow in something or change my perspective in some way that I never have before. And those little aha moments about like how life works and the universe works have have just always kind of kept me grinding. And not only for like those aha moments for me. But it's like the aha moments and other people, the like, I said a thing and like you could just see it click in there. And this is great as a teacher because when you see it click and their eyes widen a little bit and then they just kind of like, you know, you lose them and you're like, yep, like it hit, like it hit there. (laughs) And it just like, they just space for a second because they're like, they're redoing their entire understanding of how something works. And you're like, yeah that's a thing <laughs> like that's a isn't that cool isn't that awesome yeah yeah um, and it's like that's that's kind of like what's what's kept me going is like what can i learn new and how can i share it what can i what can i grow in and how can i share it and that's how i become a jack of all trades and things yeah. 
because it's like I learn a little bit about a lot of stuff. I understand fucking astrophysics and I understand, um, you know, electrical and I understand like how chemical chemistry works and psychology and biology and neuro like i understand how the brain works i ask my brother questions all the time he's a he's a brain surgeon so yeah i yeah. just talk to him about that stuff my other brother who is a you know a heavy machinery mechanic i like i ask him how to do that figuring out how stuff works on my motorcycle and maintenance like figuring that out you know like it's just i'm i'm a glutton for information um and i want to i want to comprehend it I don't just want to know it. I want to understand it. And that's that's what's um kind of just keeps me going because it's like the more I can cuz <laughs> knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. They always say knowledge is power. And knowledge in itself isn't inherently good or evil, right? You can have the knowledge on how to build a bomb, but if you're using that bomb to blow up an asteroid that's about to run into Earth, you're a savior. If you're using that bomb to blow up people, you're a terrorist, right? But all it is is knowledge of a bomb, and knowledge is so powerful. And the more and more you learn about the world and how things work and technologies and such, the more and more you have this power in you. And with great power comes great responsibility. Right. So we want to learn and grow and understand and then hopefully use that knowledge and that power for good deeds and making the world a better place. And that honestly is has been my driving, my driving focus. Yeah, man. That's really amazing. And I, I love what you said about, you know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but it's a matter of what you do with it, decide to do with it, which makes it good or bad so you know man. i thank you so much for coming on today yeah man like I said, no. the, the podcast will be in the bio are you still doing coffee and conversations do you guys still oh, do yeah. that or no every okay, friday yeah. we do the coffee conversations at the queen city bakery downtown sioux falls so yeah um anybody if anybody ever wants to reach out to me or have a conversation i'm, I'm open to it i'm open to conversations and coffee uh, a bs time you know i'm 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 way less uh uh profound in real life <laughs> if you if you just spend time with me you'll see like there is a reason this kid spent time in iss right like there, hmm, he's he's a little bit more chaotic good than i thought you know or chaotic neutral i probably fall yeah. on the charts but um you know and it's i i still i just thank you again for you know talking to me because like i still when i bring up the story of like I was the kid in ISS and getting into fights and like I hated school, right? And now I'm like, I want to know all the things. I want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's just insane how how that that gear shift has happened. How that how those how those uh, to, to cite your podcast, how those trials led to triumphs, man. And it's yeah, man. it's nuts. No, I agree with you 100. percent I'll I'll finish with this. You know, the same way. Um, I thought I would never ever go to school ever again and i'm starting my master's program in in october you know or this month in october it's like mid-october almost. <laughs> um, it's, it's like next week you know I, I start that so it's just like you said like it's crazy on how some things that at one point seemed so awful and terrible you know as you get older you've actually are like you know what 
I think I might actually really enjoy it, like learning. And, and like, I'm the same way. I used to hate learning. I used to think it was stupid. And uh, I would, I love learning. I, I can't wait to learn more. It has to be stuff I care about. Of course, I don't want to learn. I'm a little bit different than you. I don't want to learn a little bit about everything, <laughs> but you know, but I do like, like to learn about stuff, you know, that matters to me. And, and, you know, so I think it's just amazing. Like you said, how kind of things trials turn into triumphs and things that, at one point maybe seemed awful to you can be something that that you love later on down the road so if you're out there whatever it is that you're going through keep pushing you never know what it may lead to and we're not just saying that to say that we're saying it because we've gone through it so keep pushing you never know what the future may lead to like ty said if you can make it one more day just just give it one more day so this is my reminder that whatever you're going through you're not alone please reach out friends family therapist you know, DMs are open. Like you said, like Ty said, if you're in Sioux Falls, let them know. Uh, yeah. Have a conversation with them. I promise you, if you do, your life will be changed forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll be in a good or a bad way. No, I'm just ah, kidding. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a lot of but pressure, it'll be, man. But it'll be changed for sure. Oh, <laughs> you man. know, you'll definitely, you'll definitely, it'll open your eyes for sure. So if you're in the area, um, if you feel free, feel free to reach out to him. But, you know, as always, just get the help you need. And as always... Have a good week.